Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We're so excited that you've joined us for a Revving the Word episode today. Today, Elisa is kicking off a new theme, Kingdom Citizenship. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited to dig into this theme. But before we get started, we want to offer you a quick reminder that our Exercise Your Mental Muscle 21-Day Biblical Meditation Challenge starts in one week and sign-ups close this week. We know that you Revving the Word regulars like to work out hard and move your bodies and we celebrate that with you. So you might be wondering about this new challenge. It's asking you to slow down and to get still. But here's what one of our regular podcast listeners, Kayla, had to say. I have been blessed by all the rev- that Revelation Wellness has to offer, but I have to say that the biggest blessing has been the Be Still and Be Loved podcasts. When doing these meditations, I can feel the power and presence of God, and it is so impactful to sit and be still and let the love of God overwhelm me. God is speaking through you. Keep doing God's work, mighty warriors. We love that testimony, Kayla. Thank you for sharing it. So now let's get back to this meditation challenge. If you're resistant to the idea of resting and not doing anything to earn your worth, then this challenge is exactly for you. For 21 days, we're going to listen to short 15 minute or less recordings of biblical meditations where we'll dwell in the Lord's truth and goodness by getting still and just letting him love us. Signups close on this coming Thursday, September 9th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time, and we don't want you to miss out. Don't wait. Head over to our website and sign up for any tax-deductible donation. Any amount gets you in. You can swipe up in the show notes to get the link to sign up for the meditation challenge today. We are so glad, friends, that you are here and that you're part of our community. We pray the Lord blesses you in this Revving the Word episode and that we together can learn about God's design for kingdom living. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. Take a deep breath, inhale, make it audible, and exhale. Lift the corners of your mouth. Come on. (laughs) If this feels like dread, drudgery, take a minute, do a little body scan. See if you can change your perspective. And if you can't, it's okay. What that means is you need to rest. You need to rest. Do it be still and be loved. Sit and observe and breathe. Ask the Holy Spirit to come, lead you, comfort you, and encourage you. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little topical time together topical Bible study for the next, I don't know, at least two weeks. You know why? 
I, well, I feel like the Holy Spirit's telling us to. We just finished doing Jonah. And I am fascinated right now <laughs> with the kingdom of God. So we're going to spend the next at least couple Mondays, sweaty days together, pressing into the kingdom of God, that you belong to this kingdom, that Jesus came to show us the kingdom of God. So we really should know about this, because we literally are citizens of a new kingdom. The moment you put your faith in Christ, yeah, and it's one where the fruit of the Spirit flows from. That's why the Holy Spirit, very in tune, <laughs> it's the, the emissary, the representative of all that is in the kingdom. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Everything you love, adore, and are curious about Christ, it's because he's from this kingdom, the kingdom of God. And you are a citizen of this kingdom. That's why you're going to feel conflict in this world, in a world that says, build your kingdom. <laughs> so we're going to get honest about kingdom and kingship and it is my hope when we finish this time together you never ever look at a situation the same because you're a citizen of this kingdom so Holy Spirit we need your help come and help us today come and help us always help us to understand our citizenship as sons and daughters of the King of Kings, Lord of the universe. Come and help us. It's an identity thing, God. We need your help. Identity and citizenship. Holy Spirit, teach us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so our passage of scripture we're going to come back to as long as we're together. It's happening in John 18 when Jesus is being inquired of by Pilate. He's about to die. Jesus knows he's going to the cross for our transgressions. So I'll read this passage to you. John 18.33. So Pilate, by the way, as I talk, think in pictures. Think in pictures. Holy Spirit, put us there. Let us see this happen as if we were there. Verse 33. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? 
Pilate answered, quote, am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, so you are a king. Jesus said, you say that I am a king for this purpose I was born and for this purpose I've come into the world to bear witness to the truth. <laughs> Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And then Pilate said to him, what is truth? Okay, today we're gonna do a few intervals. So when I push play here again on the song, you're gonna increase your effort. Move up to an eight where you feel your breath. Ready, set, go. Push. We got three minutes. I want you to try to get up to a most comfortable yet challenging and sustainable work effort. Come on. Don't measure it according to yesterday. Just ask yourself, in this moment, you guys, that's what being mindful is. Aware of the present moment without judgment. Is this a good sustainable effort for you that is a challenge? Can you smile? That's always a good question. Can you smile? Have fun. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That's a kingdom principle. If I don't have joy and I'm not feeling strong, I left my citizenship. Come on. Lift your feet. Or if you're cleaning house, lift the corners of your mouth. Come on. This is not a have to. It's always invitation. You have free will. Exercise it. Which world do you belong to? Talk to yourself out loud. What kingdom do you belong to? Seconds. Y'all, this is requiring great focus. You are a person of focus. You can do the work. A little agitation, 
serves a purpose for focus. Good job. Pull on back. Now remember, when I do days like this, where there's some intervals, everyone, you need to recover. You have five zero seconds. If you want to stand still, walk, whatever you want. Remember, when I do these, this is an invitation. You don't have to do them. Have fun. If you're just like, not today, Elisa. Okay. Then in the kingdom of God, which is an unseen kingdom, but it is here at hand. Jesus says, it's right here. It's as near as your hand. Reach out and grab it. You, If you can't do it, don't feel it, cheer someone else on. Wave at somebody driving by. You ready? 20 seconds. All out effort. Go. 20 seconds. Come on. All out. It's a Tabata. <laughs> Don't be afraid if you've never done one. Have fun. It's messy because getting healthy, it's messy. If you expect perfection, pull back. 10 second rest. You will never progress if you expect progression, perfection. Go. 20 seconds. But my kingdom is not from the world. Jesus says it twice in one breath. Pull back. My kingdom is not of this world and not from this world. Set, go. This is where anyone remember, I don't know if it's still around, that Christian brand that came out in the 90s, early 2000s. Not of this world. Not of this world. You are not of this world or from this world. Pull back. Even though you were birthed by a human on planet Earth, where your birth certificate shows, accelerate. Come on, go. All out effort if you can, whatever that is to you. Come on. Yes, I was born in Phoenix, Arizona. April 24th, pull back, 1971 at Good Samaritan Hospital. <laughs> Born into this world, accelerate. But not of this world or from this world. Holy Spirit, own us. Pull back. 10 seconds again. You can stand still and in fact, take your stand. Go. 20 seconds. You only have three more of these. This is one. 
Come on. Come on. Three, two, pull back, 10 seconds. Two more of those, and then we recover. You guys, be in this moment. Go. Jesus. He could have told Pilate what he wanted to hear. But he did not forsake the kingdom. He was here for a purpose. Made no sense. Pull back. It made no sense to others. <laughs> you are not obligated to make sense to others. Go. 20 seconds. Come on. Come on, come on. You got 10 seconds. Don't you stop. 10 seconds. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. Recover. Pull back. Pull back. <laughs> I like Elisa. You didn't tell us you're spicing this up today. I am spicing it up. Come on. Sometimes we just really need to shake off the dust. Shake it off. Take your place. So I have to confess, I am, <laughs> I am a nerd geek <laughs> obsessed in some ways with the Netflix miniseries The Queen I think I've mentioned it a few times before you guys just recover you're going to be doing another Tabata so be kind I started watching it not initially I heard things about it and honestly, I'm married to a Brit, his whole family Brit. And part of me, I did not understand his culture too much. It was, I mean, that was my own bias. It's always been a little different for me. For a Mexican woman, where we wear our emotions on our sleeves. If we're hot, you know we're hot. If we're cold, you know we're cold. Where Simon's heritage it was really confusing to me. Had a hard time with it, but nonetheless, I I didn't watch it at first. I felt like oh, I <laughs> I'm good. But then I kept hearing things about it, and I watched it, and it ministered to me in so many ways. One, because it helped me understand my husband a little more. His family, his culture, his background, his story, his roots. And they are rooted in royalty. Think about it for a second. That leaves a mark on you. He grew up in a kingdom, literally in a kingship. We, over here in the United States, we have a democracy. We vote people in, we vote people out. And when it comes to a king or a queen, it's they have sovereign rule. 
Now think of this as Jesus, God. In Webster's definition of a kingdom is an area or sphere in which one holds a preeminent position, meaning a paramount position. One holds it in an area or a sphere. Who is that for us? Yeah, this song is singing about it. Come on. Exodus 19, starting in verse five, God says to Moses, now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. This is God's world. And yet we are not of this world. We are from a kingdom, a kingdom that wants to come and do its will here on earth as it is in heaven. This is like our daily discipline, you guys. Are you here to build your kingdom or to see God build his? <laughs> and you know he's looking to, for some bodies to put on like a glove so his kingdom can come. You cannot subscribe to this kingdom, to the world's ideology and principalities, possession, power, prestige. You cannot buy into it. And this is a hard message. Everyone accelerate 20 seconds. It is a hard message for us because look at all the things you have in your hand that connect you to this kingdom. The influence this kingdom is having over you subtly all the time. Pull back 10 seconds. Y'all, it's 20 on, 10 off, eight times. Do what you want with it. Go. If you want to bust out in a cabbage patch or Roger Rabbit, I don't care. Come on. Shake off the dust of this world, this kingdom. You have been bought with a price. Pull back. You've been bought. Transferred into his marvelous light, his kingdom. Go. An area or sphere in which one holds a paramount position. He's king. Everyone say that. He's king. He's king. King we got. Pull back. We are his royal people. Listen, in his kingdom, we are big, small. Go. Because it's not about us. It's not about us. That argument you're having with someone else, that disagreement you're having, it's not about you. It's about how can the kingdom come? Pull back. How 
can the kingdom come? Ask that question. Go. Pull back. Good job. Come on. Your royal priesthood. Go. back. I want you to be thinking, moving and meditating, focusing on the kingdom you belong to. Go. Lean into it. Engage your core. Big breath. Pull back, 10 seconds. You're almost there. Literally one more. Set, go, push. 20 seconds, come on. Until you hear no more music, go. Feet, pick up your feet and stop. Recover. Pull on back. Well done. Listen, three and a half minutes. Do what you want. I'm going to read to you from a Bible dictionary, Baker's Compact Bible Dictionary, the definition of king and kingdom. Just listen. And as I read it, <laughs> know that it's like God wants to transfer you over to this one. Okay? A kingdom signifies the reality and extent of a king's dominion or rule. Some kingdoms were relatively small. Others were concerted attempts to gain the whole world. Woo! A kingdom presupposes monarchy, which means ruled by one individual, the queen. Like, think of the Netflix series. Ultimately, she has ultimate authority. Although kings only have as much authority as their armies and the general populace allow, meaning they have ultimate rule, but they're also trying to please the people. Nevertheless, they exercise an almost absolute power, which invites either profound humility or hubris. Haha, <laughs> come on. Profound humility or arrogance. Royal arrogance, unfortunately, is the primary motif characterizing kings in the Bible. <laughs> Come on. Y'all, anyone need to repent right now? You're trying to build your kingdom. 
and God knows it. You know it. It makes you anxious. You're worried about losing it. You're worried about not having enough followers, not having enough prestige, not having enough platform, not having enough resources. Come on. Royal arrogance. God originally intended Israel to be governed as a theocracy, meaning God will be your king. Ruled by the one true living God. And Israel was to be a kingdom of priests, as we read in Exodus 19.6. But the people demanded a king. However, when God granted their request, God remained king over the king and even retained ownership of the land. The Israelite kings were nothing more than God's viceroy with delegated authority and with few exceptions. Most of the kings of Israel and Judah were corrupt and corrupted by authority and wealth and forgot God. Come on, you guys, how easily are we corrupted? This is why, oh man, I wish I could find it. Oh, you can find it today. My, my jaw dropped to the ground when I saw this moment in scripture. I believe it's in Matthew. When Jesus feeds the 5,000, I know that's when. He feeds the 5,000. He does something. Holy smokes. You must be. You must be the Messiah. You must be. You, we want you. More of you, right? The people, as he feeds 5,000 with five loaves of breath and two fish. Feeds them. And there's leftovers just satisfies them, fills them. And it says at the end of that passage that the people were coming after him to make him king. They wanted him to be king. This is it. They made up their mind. This is it. He is king. And you know what it says Jesus did? <laughs> you know what he did. If you know Jesus, you know what he did. He pulled away and he went to a, a solitude place with his father. He, pulled, he said no. He resisted that. He just went to the father to escape that. Come on. Come on. He is the king of kings because we learn in 2 Samuel. 7, 1 through 29, that God made a covenant with David so that one of his descendants would become a corrigant, would become the ambassador of a restored theocracy for the kingdom of God. Who is that? Jesus. And we know, this is why the book of Matthew opens up with lineage. Jesus comes through David, through David's line. Probably not as quick as one would hope a king would come. But finally, through David, a man 
<laughs> who murdered, committed adultery. <laughs> Jesus, King of Kings. Jesus is our King. He has restored us, brings restoration so that we could belong to the kingdom of God. We are ruled by the one true king, everyone. Your boss is not your king. Your spouse, not your king. Honor them. Your boss, your spouse, honor them because how you love them how you love the hell out of them reflects the king, the theocracy you represent. You are an ambassador of reconciliation. Be one. Be seconds. Get small. Get small. Throw your hands up. <laughs> Do something that tells the world around you that this world is falling off of you. You know where you belong. Forty-five seconds. You ready? I got a good litmus test for you today. You need to drop the pin on which kingdom you belong to, which kingdom you are building, and which kingdom you are serving. Ask yourself this question. In a moment of strife, in a moment that feels like a problem, and that no possibilities are showing up, Ask yourself this question. Will this matter in a thousand years? <laughs> it says in scripture, Isaiah 53, I believe, don't quote me, but it's the scripture we always read at Christmas time. It's, we sing about the songs that our King is here prepare room for him that of his government of his dominion of his kingdom being Jesus there will be no end it's eternal his kingdom is eternal and here we are this is what Jesus says if my kingdom if my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting. Let's just stop right there, <clears throat> right? We fight for things that will not matter in a thousand years. You know what will matter in a thousand years? 
How did I represent the king? How was my character? Did I steward the kingdom in this body? Because that body's going with me and I will have a resurrected body one day. My soul. This is why Jesus says, don't lose your soul and gain the world. If you are build, busy building your kingdom, everything feels like important. Everything. But if you're building God's kingdom, things fall off of you. Because in a thousand years, it won't matter. Because what will matter is holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. <laughs> we'll be doing worship, joy, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faith, self-control, adventure, <laughs> the fullness of life for eternity. Making much of the king. And listen, there's some of you that go, that sounds really boring. You do not know this king. You, you still need to know this God who's so benevolent, extravagant, kind, funny, enjoyable. Listen, every time you taste something good on this earth, it's a shadow of God's kingdom. But see, the unhealthy who attach themselves, and that's I'm going to get after addiction. I'm going to get after how we attach ourselves to the kingdom of this world. It's because we do not trust the king. Our hearts are hurt. Everyone's heart. You have never met a hurt, not met a hurting heart. You haven't. Oh man, I have so much to share with you. But I hope we're getting somewhere. I'm gonna read to you, ready? It's just gonna be, this is gonna feel like a a uh, machine gun of scripture. Bang, bang, bang. But I want to put this seed in the ground so I can keep building on it. Well, the kingdom can build on it. So we know our citizenship now belongs. It means begins. Genesis, rooted from, always has been. You are not of this world or from this world. You've been birthed into this world for the purposes of God that his glory might be proclaimed in all the earth. So here are some things about the kingdom that Jesus himself talks about in the Gospel of Matthew. One, to repent because the kingdom is at hand. Remember, it means near. I'm going to come back to that one probably in the next few weeks. Jesus proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom and healing. It says in Matthew 4.23 that he went about proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. That was his daily job. He got up each day, sought his father, got his assignments, 
to proclaim that gospel of the kingdom. These people, their ears are deaf, their hearts have been hurt. They do not hear nor understand, but they're hurting. So if we heal some hurts, people will see the kingdom, but the kingdom is not about the healing. It's about the healer. The kingdom is at hand. Again, in Matthew 10, 7, Jesus says it. The poor in spirit have the kingdom. Matthew 5, 3. Seek first the kingdom, Jesus says. Matthew 6, 33. Some will not enter the kingdom. Matthew 7, 21. Where the spirit of God is, the kingdom has come upon us. Matthew 12, 28. To us believers, the secrets of the kingdom of heaven are given. Matthew 13:11. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed that starts small and grows like a wild weed, but it's not a weed. Matthew 13:31. It's like sowing good seed that grows, Matthew 13:24. If you plant it in the right environment, it grows. Matthew 13:33. It's like finding a hidden treasure that's worth selling everything to own. Matthew 13, 44. Or like finding one exquisite, flawless pearl. You will sell everything. Matthew 13, 45. It's like a net that catches fish. Matthew 13, 47. Only children enter it and are the greatest and it belongs to them. Matthew 18, 18.4, Like a king that wants to settle accounts is the kingdom. Matthew 18.23, Rich people, whoo, people that have much. You got the followers, you got the fame, you got the thing you prayed for. Rich people have a hard time entering the kingdom. Matthew 19, 23. Like a master who hires laborers and he has his own economy. That's Matthew 21. The kingdom is like a king who gives a wedding feast for his son. It's generous, scandalous. That's the parable of the king who gives a wedding feast, invites people, nobody comes and nobody comes. And so he finally says, open it up to everyone. Bring in the hungry, the hurting, the dirty, the poor. <laughs> Matthew 22, 1 to 11. The kingdom will be proclaimed until the end of the ages. Matthew 24, 14. You know what that means? Get out of the way. This thing's happening. You can either be in it or sidelined by it. Get in it. It requires preparation. The kingdom of God requires be prepared. We learn this in the oil lamps, the story of the virgins and the oil lamps. Be ready. Y'all, and that's not exhaustive. That's just in the book of Matthew. The kingdom of God. The New Testament talks about it more. The Old Testament establishes an actual kingdom. As we see focus, on the kingdom remember god never intended for that plan he wanted to be god 
We were meant for a theocracy, but we chose a democracy. How's that going? How we doing? It's a stinking hot mess. But as this song says, we can bring life to it. Put your crown on. Put your crown on and then take it off and place it at his feet. You know when you place your crown at his feet, you know what he does? He picks it up and he puts it on your head. And then you take it off your head and you put it on his feet. And he picks it up and puts it back on your head. It's that picture of humility that then God lifts you high. Humility lifts high. Jesus was that perfect example of humility. Like a lamb to slaughter, he went quiet. Like a, like a son of God that goes, I don't need your earthly kingship. I just need my father. God, thank you for today. I'm like, oy. I pray, Lord, you do, you do your thing with it, God. You do your thing. I thank you for the reality that you're burning into my, my bones and my, my body of this kingdom which we belong to. God, we need your grace to receive it. We need your grace to understand it. And we need your grace to remain in it. Come and have your way. Make this message fleshed out for the week. In Jesus' name, amen.